They are not broken tears. They grieve and heal immediate. They are oceans deep for faith walking, for standing firm in storms. I will not let you go. I will not let you go. I will not let you go. Speak my words. Pray with me. I will never leave. A trail of hope and tears. Hey y'all, welcome back to another step on our journey to encounter hope. Today I just want to talk a little about grief and I think I'll be brief. Uh, (laughs) God has been walking me through grieving and it's interesting because For most of my life, I thought you could only grieve dead things, dead people, dead animals, you know, uh, things that, things that you could like physically never see again. And that's not always the case. Healing is grieving. Growing is grieving because you cannot leave something that you don't grieve. If you don't give space to let go of something, your hands can't grab the next thing. See, our hands are not all-encompassing like God's. God can hold everything all at once or one thing if he wants and... I don't know about you guys, but (laughs) my hands are pretty small. And, you know, I, you know, I think about like when I'm leaving work and I want to grab my bag and I have my coffee cup and my water bottle and and my lunch bag and anything else that I want in my hands. It's it's there's so much to carry. And when I have that many things to carry, my hands can't hold them for long enough, right? You, you run to the car with 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 your seven bags, um, or you just try to muscle it out and you end up in pain. But grief, grief is an interesting thing because sometimes it's heavy and it makes you sad. Sometimes it makes you angry. Grief can be a thing that comes out of nowhere or it can be something that just sits with you quietly in this season of uncomfort in this space of stretching God has asked me to leave a lot of things a lot of things that feel familiar a lot of things that I thought I could never live without a lot of things that for this whole life that I've lived seem like they're a part of me. They seem 
they seem like if I let go, there's going to be something missing. And sometimes I look at God and I'm like, I know that you know better, but I don't believe you. And I need to. And in walks obedience, right? Because it's not supposed to feel good. I always thought that it was, you know, you had to want to do what God asked you to do. And that's that's what made it good, right? That's what made it obedience. But I'm learning that sometimes, sometimes obedience is supposed to hurt. And it's okay to cry and obey at the same time. And it's okay to be frustrated (laughs) and it's okay to feel like you're breaking because God won't let you be broken for long there is something whole about grief and there's so many things inside me that I am grieving And I thought I knew what they all were, and I'm learning that I still don't. Learning that I'm still learning who the people are that I'm grieving, where the parts of myself are that need to be grieved, where the things inside of me need to be offered and consecrated and sanctified before the Lord. Like this girl who thought she would travel the world educating people in in all the things of the world that God never called me for. I was so bold in advocating for the things of death and I ran right into the arms of a loving God And I feared everything about him. Everything that said that love is healthy. Everything that said that vulnerability is strength. Everything that said that I don't have to do it all alone. I don't have to do it on my own. I don't have to curate my own story. There are so many ways that I have adopted weak strength. A strength that says that I know better than God. A strength that says I want to try it that way first. A strength that says, well, if I'm supposed to lead, why do I need to follow you? But if you cannot follow, you will always be incapable of leading. If I don't know how to follow someone, how can someone follow me? Why would someone follow me? Up to this season of life and awareness, I have been rebelling against authority. I have held on to this idea that I can only be worthy of love 
if I present the things that people around me see as lovable. And there's such a disservice in not being who I am and not doing what I like and not loving where I am because it's not giving people permission to love me. And so that just created this whole dynamic of, I want what you have. I want to be where you are. I need what they're giving because that's how I know I made it, right? That's how I know that I'm liked and that I'm loved and yet I'm not known. And because I believe that I'm unworthy, I'm not letting you know me. And because you don't know me, I feel unknown. It's a funny cycle when we don't learn to take responsibility for ourselves. I can't give God something that I don't own. I can't leave something that I don't know that I have. And if I never grieve a dead thing, I will never get over it. If I don't grieve the 18-year-old artist in me that got so many opportunities that my gift made space for and my lack of integrity destroyed, I won't grow. If I don't grieve the girl who thought she would always love a woman and never saw a future or a family, I won't be able to love the husband that God has for me. If I don't grieve the girl who thought that she was unlovable, I won't be able to love my daughter one day. If I don't grieve... I'll never leave these cycles behind me. I never thought that it was okay to be sad about the things. I never thought that it was okay to be sad about the things that God didn't like. Like I gotta deny that that sin felt good. Like I gotta I gotta deny that I like that thing. I got to deny that I was tempted. I got to deny that, like, I walked past her and I thought she was really pretty and my eyes lingered for just a little bit too long. And then, you know, that's not right. I don't do that. I don't think like that. I don't believe that. And holding on to all the lies on top of the lies on top of the things that made me look holy just leaves me in this place where I'm holding on to all these dead things like my purse and my cup and my water bottle and my bag and my notebook and my book. And it just feels so heavy. So, so heavy. Inviting God into the scary Inviting God into the real 
admitting my temptations, opening all the doors, cupboards, trunks, closets, gates, walkways, pathways, and everything else that I've tried to hide from myself and the rest of the world, opening it before a father who already knows, make space for the people that he's placed around me that I'd be known. I've walked through this seven some odd years chasing after a God who was right in front of me. I've walked through this seven some odd years hiding things under rugs that God already saw, covering myself up with towels as if God didn't make me naked, telling half-truths and living in transparency because being vulnerable looked like it hurt too much and wondering, wondering, wondering why I couldn't feel love. There's a trail of hope in these tears I will shed as I grieve the things that I thought I wasn't allowed to love. There's a trail of hope in the tears that you shed over the things that you want to continue to call silly. My God sees me when I'm hurting and he hurts with me. And more, he comforts. He is a great comforter. And he wraps himself around me like the best blanket I will ever, ever have. There is a trail of hope in my tears. And if they are all that roll down my face in prayer, I'm so thankful that that's enough. Thanks for listening to my heart, for sharing in this moment with me. You are loved, you are seen, and you are known.